Welcome to North Point of View. Good afternoon, Walter. Mark. How you doing? I'm doing okay. If you guys don't know it, this is Dr. Walter Kimsey's. <laughs> uh, we're gonna jump into um, home construction, home sales. Um, you know, the, the pandemic obviously was a, a change agent, demographic trends, you know, growth of the Southeast, uh, you know, reshoring, protecting our own with um, uh, pharmaceuticals now, uh, I mean, have to be made here, right? Mm -hmm. we've, we've seen vulnerability there, uh, technology, right, chips. Um, and, um, you know, with that, we're seeing growth now in the Southeast that to your point earlier, we've never seen before. Yeah. And it's, it's creating some conflict and the conflict seems to um, be sort of at a place where it's gonna, gonna continue with the gap in uh, affordable housing, uh, you know, for the workforce, the growing workforce. And so we're sort of at um, a crossroads, and we talked earlier about the, the disconnect between pick a state in the Southeast between the governor who's championing these new jobs and, and industry coming to the state and the new opportunities and uh, contrast that with the voice of the local you know, mayor or county commissioner who's like, yeah, but not in my backyard. We don't have the resources. We don't have the ability to put in the infrastructure. And so we've got uh, basically a conflict that's playing out, you know, right in quote our backyard. Exactly. I don't. I think people are beginning to discover something insidious about growth, which is somebody announces, "Oh, we're going to put a plant here," and then we have to build some houses so the workers have a place to live, and. That happens, but during that period, the traffic doesn't go up an awful lot. But once everybody shows up for work and they're driving on those streets where the other residents lived, um, suddenly it's no fun anymore. You, you go Friday night to the local, I don't know, Fridays to have a, have a meal, and you have to wait much longer than you ever had to before. Um, this is, it's, and it's a kind of a, it creeps up on you. You know, I lived in Florida for a good seven years, and the snowbird effect is, is very similar to that. You know, right. during the summer months, everybody has gone back up north. And then as you get to about, you know, uh, maybe September, October, and all the snowbirds flock down to Florida. And all of a sudden, you can't walk to any restaurant and get into it. You have to call in advance and make a reservation. It doesn't take 15 minutes to get to the local, you know, movie theater. It now takes 30 minutes. Yeah, and I and think, then it would go away and you could feel that. And that's what everybody's beginning to feel here, except um, the snowbirds aren't going away. No, and with the, you know, here in our market in Savannah, uh, you know, the port uh, growth, uh, the announcement of Hyundai, uh, and now the um, tier one, tier two suppliers. And you're right, the announcements are being made. Uh, beginning of the, of the conflict is, uh, you know, the infrastructure and the resources to provide the infrastructure. But then on the back end, um, workforce housing and then the 
sort of the demand on the infrastructure and i.e. the roads mm-hmm. um, is something that if we're not planning for it now, five years from now, we're going to be stuck. Oh, man, you, you was about, I don't know, three, four months ago, you sent me a, a link to the Wall Street Journal article on how it's, we may have hit the limit for how many homes we can build because of all of the water permits that you need to get, all of the environmental issues. Uh, do we have enough power you know, to, in, that, in these areas to be able to you know, uh, power the houses? And uh, the other night I saw in the news that there's a suburb of an Arizona city, I can't remember whether it's Phoenix or Tucson, something like that, but that suburb's water supply from the city was cut off. The city said they could not afford to do this out of, you know, supply water to this township or, or suburb that was outside of their jurisdiction. And you take all that, you take um, the, the growth of the Southeast, limited resources, and in some cases, even moratorium so they can figure it out, mm-hmm. which is not a bad idea necessarily, right? Let's yeah. figure it out before we, you know, uh, approve the next, you know, 100,000 homes. Uh, but then you, you add on the fact that over the last uh, five, six years, we had um, a 4 million home shortfall in production. Yeah. So now you've got this sort of backlog. You've got a pent-up demand. You've got decreasing supply. You've got limited resources. At the same time, you've got this uh, once-in-a-generation growth wave in the Southeast. Yeah. What do we do? Exactly. So I, I, you've, you've done real estate development almost all your life. Um, what do you think? Is, are we really going to hit a wall or are there still options left? Well, I think, um, you know, one of the things that we, we have to do is, is sit down somehow with the municipalities and, and do proper planning. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's just... You know, it's just one of those things that we've got to take a look at the roads. We've got to take a look at the natural resources. We've got to take a look at the availability of water and sewer. But we also have to plan in, you know, the green space. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to uh, put, you know, quality of life, you know, at the, at the forefront. It's got to be the, the first part of the conversation, not whatever's left over, then we'll contribute that to green space. Yeah. And, and I think if we, if we get that right, then we're going to have, you know, the kind of community that is sort of well-balanced and well-resourced and, and enjoys that high, you know, uh, the quality of life uh, that we've grown accustomed to uh, here in the Southeast. Um, but if not, you know, I don't, I don't know that we're going to necessarily hit the wall. We'll get through it. But the wall is going to be there in 20 years. See, I, I love your, this, this moratorium point of yours. Um, almost 12 years ago, uh, I was asked by the Georgia Port Authority to go work for Georgia DOT because they wanted the Jimmy Deloche Highway prioritized in their new freight plant. And uh, Basically, the, the governor or GDOT told Cambridge Systematics that they had to hire me. And my job was to make sure that, that Jimmy Deloche was prioritized. Um, I actually failed, but a few phone calls later, it was the number one priority for the state. And uh, 
a lot of road work that's done here is done because in Savannah, we have this gateway concept. Yeah. And I can say we because I live here, you know, not because of the port or anything. And the port, the waterways with the Army Corps, the roadways with GDOT, the trucking companies, the industrial real estate, uh, working with the developers, you know, how, you know, how GPA is so active in showing investors and builders and you know, developers how the port works and why it's going to continue to grow. Um, and the port itself, of course. But everything comes together here. And I, every other year f since 2006, I, I was privileged to participate in formulating the 10-year plan, which is what do we think the growth is going to be? Uh, how would we get there? Whose boxes are they going to be there? You can't just throw a macro number in the air. We, had, we drilled deep into this so we know which kind of commodities, which companies. Anyways, that's why Savannah works so well. Savannah handles 6 million containers a year. Well, it did last year, 6 million containers. And um, when you look at, at the drive time from the port, how far can you go in 30 minutes? It's a 600 square mile area. The only other two cities that have that kind of uh, seaport cities is Jacksonville and Mobile. But their volumes are a fraction yeah. of Savannah's. But see, every two years, everybody gets together. We develop these projections. We all talk. It's it's an amazing you know environment here. And I know Charleston did the same thing. Yeah, and and you know to our credit, I mean we don't get everything right. But in terms of the state, the local municipalities, the port, and the DOT working together, I mean there there are over a billion dollars in infrastructure improvement projects going on right now in the interstate system uh, in our market. Yeah. And um, and I think that, again, um, we've got to continue to focus on, you know, the next step and the next step because we're, we're experiencing a wave like so many other cities in the Southeast are right now. Well, Something I learned from the folks at GPA is we put together a 10-year plan, and then two years later, we put together another 10-year plan. Yeah. And the problem here is everybody wants to put this plan together, and, it's, and that's it. And it, The problem is the world changes. You know, what's in vogue today turned out not to be a sustainable trend. We thought it was, but it wasn't. Five years so, ago, nobody saw a pandemic coming, right? Absolutely. And now we've got things that are happening on the West Coast that mm -hmm. we didn't necessarily see that are causing dramatic changes on the East Coast in terms of the ports and transportation, traffic, et cetera, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we should talk about that in the next podcast. I'll tell you what, let's do it. Thanks guys, have a great day. Yeah.